Hi, Chris Ruvo here for ASI's Counselor Magazine. We just released our Power 50, a definitive ranking of the most influential people in the promo industry. As part of that, we're talking to leaders on the list, getting their perspective on everything from their personal success to the future of promo. Today, we'll be chatting with Mark Freed, CEO and President of Genumark, the largest Canadian-owned distributorship. Mark, thanks for being with us. You're very welcome. Great to be here. All right, so let's start with this recent, recent I should say, acquisition that you made of Rightsleeve. Rightsleeve, of course, is uh, based in Toronto, and they're known to have this very uh, creative agency-style approach. Um, can you can you put the acquisition in in context for us? How does this kind of move the ball forward for Genumark and and, and Rightsleeve? Make you both better? Um, that's a great question, and. I think it just goes back a little bit in terms of uh, knowing that company, uh, them, them being right in our backyard in Toronto, uh, been a strong company in the Toronto area for many years, and knowing Mark and Catherine Graham for a long time and knowing, understanding what they were all about. Um, always respected them, liked the work that they did, and felt that it would be a good fit with Genumark in the sense that Genumark is focused on a lot of large blue-chip type companies with uh, wide range of services, fulfillment, logistics, that kind of thing. I think you mentioned in your opening comment, uh, right sleeve uh, agency approach, mm-hmm. highly creative, um, have a great niche in sort of uh, many smaller companies in the uh, school area, camps, smaller companies uh, who nevertheless require lots of merchandise and lots of creative applications for them. So even though we're in the same city, there really wasn't much of an overlap in accounts. So uh, discussing, looking at that and seeing the fit, uh, one thing led, led to another, and here we are. All right, gotcha. Um, what are some advantages for, for your customers, uh, customers of both uh, Right Sleeve and, and Genumark, now that you have that, that kind of synergy going on? Yeah, I mean, we didn't really look at it so much as, you know, the, the synergistic and, you know, try to take things out of one company and leveraging it with the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we looked at Right Sleeve, we looked at them just as they operate as an entity and will continue to operate as an entity and just like what they're doing and want, want them to keep doing it. Similarly with Genumark, we're going to keep what we're, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. If there are some synergies there and, and some efficiencies that we can achieve through, you know, back office stuff like accounting or uh, purchasing, things like that, we'll, we'll, look, we'll look at that. And, you know, whatever else there is in sort of uh, best practices, uh, if one can help the other, uh, we'll certainly do it. But really, when we looked at right sleeve and what they, they did, it'll continue to, op- to operate as a, a separate and distinct division of Genumark. And uh, that's how we see it going forward. Gotcha. Um, so speaking of things that work for, for Genumark, what, what have been some of Genumark's most effective strategies for uh, pushing forward growth over the last few years? Oh well, wow. that's a, that's always the, uh, the 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 secret sauce, so to speak. But uh, 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 we're we're very uh, fortunate and blessed to have uh, a lot of great, experienced people who love what they do, who've been in the 
promotional products world for a long time, and we have sort of our veteran group mixed with a lot of fantastic, young, enthusiastic people and have that combination. And really, uh, very simply, we just want to create the best experience that we can for our diverse customer base. And if we do our job and they are enjoying the work that we're doing for them and appreciate the work that we do for them, then that's how we continue to grow our business. Gotcha. Um, so let me turn the focus particularly on you here for a second. Um, we often hear from leaders that uh, they've had uh, any number of setbacks or a particular setback um, from which they, they kind of pulled some, some major lessons that they were then able to, to use and apply and that kind of stood them in good stead over the long term. Can you think of a, a time where something went awry and, and you learned something valuable from it that's, that's really helped you su succeed in business going forward? I don't, uh, I mean, coming to mind, uh, I can't think of a, a single incident that really speaks to that, but I think generally speaking in our, in our business, uh, and anybody who's been at the, either in the, as a distributor or as a supplier, uh, we know that things don't always go 100% smooth as much as we aim for that and try for that. It's, uh, it's just not possible. There's so many moving parts in what we do and so many details and so many variables that things will occasionally uh, go sideways. And I think uh, what we often do and, and have had great success is taking what could be a problem and flipping it around and turning it around and taking the high road, being accountable, doing whatever we can do to earn the trust of our of our customer and taking what could be a bad situation and uh, making it as positive as we can, trying to do the right thing. And I think uh, by being accountable and by being transparent, our clients do appreciate that. And in, uh, the end result is it actually can, uh, more often than not, if handled properly, solidify the relationship. Gotcha. Um, so let me ask you this, too. Um, what are a few of your top tips for being a successful executive slash company leader um are there kind of best practices that you that you follow in 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 how you go about things uh i think the first tip i i would give is i listen before i speak mm -hmm. and often try to get both or all sides to the story before making a decision and or decisions i really want to reflect on reflect and incorporate as much information as I can and really think about things before uh, before reacting. And sometimes, you know, obviously you need to be decisive at times and act quickly, but it's always best to get as much information as you can and listen. Listen to the people who are out there at the front lines, who are, who are meeting with customers, who are interacting with suppliers. Get all of your information and then make the best decision that you can, keeping uh, uh, you know your interests, uh, the interests of your clients uppermost, and also, of course, uh, treating your employees well, so they'll want to uh, stick around and learn and understand the business and be with you for the long term. Gotcha. All right, let's uh, widen the lens here a little bit. Um, we're interested in your perspective as a Canadian business leader on the U.S.-China trade war. Um, obviously, you can't speak for 
Canada as a whole. But um, just from what you're seeing, uh, how do you view the conflict and its and its impact on our industry? I think it's real. I think it's you know we're not I guess directly related in the sense that uh, if if we're bringing in uh, things directly uh, from China to Canada, it it's I guess it's unknown what mm-hmm. the impact of any uh, trade agreement or tariff dispute or whatever relative to China and U.S. But like a lot of things in Canada, there's definitely spillover from what happens in the U.S. So if if uh, prices are going up for Americans because of trade disputes, uh, it's likely we're going to see something happen in in our country as well. So we don't know exactly, but uh, I think I think the biggest problem with it really is just the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, we, we don't really like to operate our business that way without knowing uh, exactly what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, I think that's the reality of it. And I think the other reality is from the supply chain point of view, uh, for uh, Canadian distributors, most of our large supply partners are uh, U.S.-based companies that have Canadian subsidiaries. So certainly there's an impact, and uh, um, you know we're uh, kind of holding our breath and waiting to see, just like our, our colleagues uh, south of the border. I was, I was going to say, so are we. <laughs> um, I guess we'll see how it how it plays out. Um, kind of to kind of to that point, almost. Um, what are some of the bigger challenges you see for the for the North American promotional products industry in 2020? I think uh, strong labor market is definitely one where uh, you've got record low numbers of unemployment, so uh, getting people into our industry and uh, finding good young people who are, uh, you know, we've got, I think we've got a fabulous industry, but uh, there's a lot of competition out there, a lot of great uh, job opportunities uh, outside of the promotional products industry. Uh, Toronto, where we're based, is a super strong employment market, uh, very a strong financial market, uh, definitely the startup capital of uh, Canada, both in Toronto and just uh, outside of Toronto. So there really is good competition, and finding good people right now is definitely a, a challenge. Um, that comes to mind. I think the whole uh, sustainability theme is real, and it's here, and we're starting to see that with our clients, making sure we're being a good, uh, not only a good supplier, but a good corporate citizen in terms of what are we doing when we're selling our merchandise to make sure we're doing it as in a way that's as as um, acceptable or positive or minimizing whatever mm-hmm. environmental impact uh, there may be. So that's something I think we all got to be thinking about going forward. All right, gotcha. And how about on the flip side of the coin, um, opportunities? What are some of the biggest opportunities you see for promo distributors in in Canada, in particular? We'll say in in 2020. And um, if you can tell us how how you uh, plan to make the most of that at Genumark. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, the economy generally is pretty strong. There's some areas that are perhaps softer than others, uh, thinking of oil and gas, which has been uh, challenging for uh, several years. That's 
will continue to do so, but I think there's a great technology sector, uh, just, you know, much like in the States, you have that in Canada, and that's an area that we are, uh, you know, you, you, you try to be active, you try to move uh, from one account to another. Uh, the whole cannabis industry in Canada is interesting. It seems like it sort of uh, may have maxed out a little bit in, uh, in early days of where things were just kind of flying off the shelf and people didn't know what they're mm-hmm. they're doing and then and lots of new money coming into that industry uh was interesting i think now they've sort of uh stepped into more of a realistic mode and are managing their finances like more mature companies so mm-hmm. uh nevertheless uh since it's become legal for the country it's uh definitely been a uh uh, an interesting new sector for us, so that's an area that we're looking at as well, and uh, you know, as well as traditional markets as well. We just keep doing what we're doing and try to provide good, good service and creative ideas and grow our business that way. All right, well, fantastic stuff, Mark. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. That was Mark Fried, CEO and President of Genumark. Mark, we really do appreciate the time. My pleasure.